You can be seated, and I'm just excited to be with you again today, and thank you so much for choosing to be at Life City today. We're in a series on faith, and I'm just so excited about what God did in our church here last week as we started this series. Uh, faith is how we bring the supernatural into the natural. And I don't know what you came in with, but I know that God already saw it. And I know, as I was telling our team this morning, that you cannot meet anything in your life that God didn't get to first. I don't know about you, but sometimes anxiety and worry and fear can build in our minds so much about the things that are going on in our world and in our personal world around us. But when we have the faith to believe that God has gotten there first and that there's nothing that takes God by surprise. How many of you have ever been in an emergency meeting for something? They, somebody called you and it's like, this is an emergency. You know, God does not meet with the angels of heaven and say, boys, we got an emergency. He doesn't look at the things that are going on in your life and say, we, we've got to get together because we don't know what we're going to do. God has perfect knowledge of everything. And so he's got it all figured out. Well, you say, well, that's great, but it's weighing on me, pastor. That's why God tells us to take our burdens to him and leave them there. But what we do sometimes is we bring it to God, but then we take it back. You ever done that before? Yeah, I prayed my heart out and I, I felt like God heard me. But then a couple days later, we picked that thing right back up again. And so it even takes faith for us to leave the burdens and the cares of this world at the master's feet. But some of us just need to release Today, and we need to be delivered from ourselves. We need to be free, free from ourselves. Because many of the, the one thing that's standing in the way of many of us walking by faith and walking close to God is us. Because we're so, we, we have this human desire to be independent. And what that means is that I trust my ability to do it. I trust my ability to fix it. You know, you, you've been there. You, you've been there. Somebody didn't move fast enough or do something that you want them to do fast enough. What do you say? Well, I might as well do it by myself. And so that's how we treat God. We don't say that to God, but that's how we treat him. When we feel like he's not moving fast enough or things aren't working out fast enough for us, we say, okay, God, I'll do it myself. And when we get our hands in it, you ever got your hands in something? You ever moved too fast? You ever said, you know what, God, I'm going to give you a little help? Let me tell you something, a little secret. That never works long term because we get our hands in it and sometimes we, we will start messing up timing. We'll mess up things that God wants to do in our life. Tell somebody, just wait. See, sometimes you just have the, have the faith to wait. And so to, today, I want to take this a little bit different direction, but it'll lay a foundation for the last three weeks of this series. If you catch what I'm saying today, then you'll get it. I shared an illustration last week when I was a, a teacher and I first got a job as a teacher. They gave me a key to my classroom. And the problem is, is that there was some times that I needed to get other places. And so I needed to get other places. They would continue to give me keys. And so before I was there a couple of years, I've got this keychain full of keys. And so every time I get to a door, you've been there, I got to flip through 200 keys to figure out how to get into this room. But as I moved up, I became a dean, I became an assistant principal, they gave me a master key. And the beautiful thing about the master key is I could give all those other keys back because the master key opened up every door. And this is why we're teaching on faith this month because for you and for us in our life, faith is the master key. Faith opens up the door to everything that God has for you. Now, what I also told you last week was what, this is what faith is not. And this is what we've been taught. You know, faith is name it and claim it. Blab it and grab it, call it and haul it. My name is Jimmy. I'll take all you give me. That's not faith. Faith is saying, God, I'm trusting you to do everything that you promised in my life. Can we say amen? amen. And so today I'm talking about the power of believing. In Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 2, this is what uh, the Bible says. That God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers in the prophets and in many portions and in many ways, in these last days has spoken to us. In his son. Now that phrase, in his son, is very important. He said, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. Here's the thing we have to understand. God speaks to us clearly 
through the words and the life of Jesus. This is so important because here's what religion will tell you. Religion will tell you that I've got to do it man's way. I've got to do it the way they told me. But the reality is that I will never walk successfully in this life without looking at Jesus. So that means that I've got to know what Jesus said. I've got to know what Jesus did so that when the situations of life face me, that I know what to do. The Bible says, as he is, so we are in this world. It's very important. So I cannot, watch this, be successful in God's plan without looking at Jesus. So I've got to find out how he lived, what he said, what motivated him. And that has to be the same motivation that I have. And see, the problem is, is that some of us, we're impressed with skill, we're impressed with talent, but a lot of times skill and talent has not met Jesus. And so what we've got to do, I'd rather have somebody who have a little less skill, but a whole lot of Jesus. Because it's Jesus that can heal. It's Jesus that can set people free. It's Jesus that can give us peace in our mind. Skill can't do that. Quiet in here, but that's all right. God speaks to us clearly through the words and the life of Jesus. Now watch this. Jesus explains and interprets the walk of faith perfectly. So if you ever say, well, I don't, I don't really know how to live by faith. I don't really know how to, to walk by faith. Again, we've got to go back to Jesus because Jesus is the one that explains it to us perfectly. There's a story told, um, I'm getting ahead of myself, but here's the the bottom line. Jesus believed that when he spoke, something was going to happen. Jesus believed enough to know that when God said something in his word, that that thing had to happen. And what we do is we believe it too, but we believe it temporarily. Because we believe it up until we face a storm in our life. We believe it up until we we face the test in our life. But really, God wants us in a place that we can begin to walk through the storms of life knowing that he's walking with us. Did anybody come in and and would just be real and say, I'm dealing with something? Like, like, I I, I hug people, I shook hands, I smiled, but inside I came in dealing with something today. And I need God to help me. Sometimes I wake up in the morning, I'm like, Lord, will you just help me? I don't have a, a fancy prayer. I don't have a, a, a cute, perfectly worded prayer to give you. But, Lord, I just need help. My, there, there's, there's pain in my body, and I'm ashamed to tell people that I have pain because they think I'm less of a Christian. But the reality is, is that I believe in healing, but I'm still hurting. You ever been there? I believe... That God can take away something that I'm still dealing with. I believe God can can set me free from the bondage in my heart, in my mind, or the addictions that I face, but I'm still dealing with it. And you think you're alone, but there's a, the Bible tells a story uh, of a man named Naaman, and the Bible says that Naaman was a man, a mighty man of valor, but he had an issue. He was a leper. So many of us confuse sometimes the fact that we have an issue with the fact that God still wants to use us. Say, God can use me, even though I have issues. Got to believe that. If you don't believe it, this is why you have to believe it. If you don't believe that, you'll hide your issues from the one who can heal it. Man, I feel like preaching this thing today. You got to be able to tell somebody, I love God and I want to serve him with all my heart, but I'm discouraged. I feel weak. I'm battling in my mind. So you need someone else who's walking in faith to say he will keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind on him. This is why you can't walk this thing alone. You got to have somebody to say, get up, dust yourself up. You can still walk by faith. Okay, so watch this. The power of believing. John chapter 6, verse 28, 29. Therefore they said to him, what shall we do so that we may work the works of God? And Jesus answered and said unto them, this is the work of God. I don't want you to ever forget the scripture. This is the work of God that you believe in him whom he sent. So all this stuff. You ever tried to bring God's stuff? Whew. 
I've tried to bring him stuff. You know what stuff is, right? I'm going to read my Bible more because I messed up last night. So if I read it two hours instead of 15 minutes today, they'll make up for what? <laughs> stuff. I'm going to squint my eyes really tight when I pray. Because if I really do it like this, then he'll forgive me for being over their house last night. <laughs> but he says, this, this, this is the work of God that you believe on the one he sent. We often try, we often try to bring him useless works and he is calling for us or asking for one, faith. It's the only way you get anything from God is faith. In this world's method of exchange, when you go to the store, what do you need? It's not deep. What do you need? Money. It's called currency. It's the method of exchange. It's, it, it moves from your hands to the person's hands who has what you desire, right? And so everything that we need is in the hands of God. And he doesn't ask for your money. He asks for you to bring him a different method of exchange called faith. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And see, here's what I find. You, you, could, you could listen to preaching. You could listen to teaching. You could listen to all of these things. And here's what it will mislead you to believe, that there is no tension between your belief and your unbelief. Right? In other words, I believe he can do it, but I'm not sure he'll do it for me. Let me tell you how that looks. You have an easier time praying for somebody else's healing than your own. You have an easier time believing him to restore somebody else's relationship. But when you need to, to pray over your own, it's a little more difficult. I believe, but help my unbelief. I believe he can provide for my needs, but I don't know how he's going to provide for my needs. I believe, but help my unbelief. We live in this tension where God says, I want you to step out of that into complete, total dependence on me. Let, me. let me scare you a little bit. You know how that looks? Everything that you began to count on, trust in, believe in, it begins to... to, to you ever had things disappear for no reason? Pe people, they, they disappear from your life. You don't even know why they disappeared. The ones that told, hey, I'll be there with you till the end. No matter what, I'm your ride or die. And when it's time to ride, they die. <laughs> you know how it is. You, 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 you're built up and encouraged because you got 5,000 Facebook friends, but you only have two that you can cry with. See, what it is is, We've got it. God will bring you to a place and it's a, a temporarily uncomfortable because he'll strip you of what you're depending on. And what feels like pain and punishment and hurt is actually a blessing to you because I'm trying to get your eyes off of them and on me. And so what looks like subtraction is actually addition. Because God has to subtract some things from your life so he can add everything you need. And see, that's the pain, both the pain and the progress that comes with loss. Because sometimes in order to get where God wants you to be, you got to lose some stuff. And before you lose the stuff, see, the, you lose the stuff so you can lose the pride. I'm frustrating probably Joy over here because I'm not in my, my slides here. I'm just... I'm just trying to help you. I'm going to get back to it. But here's the thing is God will take away. Raise your hand if you had some loss. Be honest. Just you lost some stuff that you didn't count on losing. You, you know what I mean? You just you lost friends. You lost money. You lost possessions. You lost. And, and you're sitting there saying, Lord, is there anything else to lose? And you say, God, I don't, I don't know what else to do. I don't have anything. But let me tell you something. Here's what I found out. One, when you're down to nothing, God is up to something. But let me tell you what else I found out is you never, as long as you have a voice, you have not reached a place where you don't have anything. Because when I, I, when I don't have anything, I still got my mouth and you're going to have a problem shutting that. 
And so I got to go back to the place that uh, I'm a new creature in Christ. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I start speaking what he said instead of what I feel. See, you know, now you got to even be careful where you bleed. Because you can't bleed around everyone. Because if you bleed about, around everyone, you'll get an infection. <laughs> but if you find someone that you can trust, and more importantly, you find someone that God can trust. See, those are the people you say, oh, look, I'm dealing with this, I'm struggling with this, I'm going through this. You can't do that with everybody. Because just like Job's friends, <laughs> some people, even spiritually sounding, do not have the right answer. Say discernment. And see, how can somebody, see, there's people who have not walked what you have walked, dealt with what, what you've dealt with, but they have perfect understanding of what you should do. I've never understood that. Mm. We often try to bring God useless works when he's only asking for faith. God, here's the thing that we've got to understand. By God is not like man. God does not accept what we offer. He accepts what he asks for. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. And then it also says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And last week I taught you that that word impossible has a really deep meaning. Impossible. Not possible. So you can't please God so much by what you do. You please him by bringing him your faith. At whatever place you are. You say, well, I'm not at the place that such and such is. And I, I, I'm not living the way they are. Well, you got to start somewhere. Well, I, I've been through so much. I don't know how to start over. You don't have to start over. Just start where you are. We made it so hard for people to live for God. <laughs> got to jump through this and do this and do that. Just believe him. Just believe what he said. Here's what, what I'm discovering. And I don't want to say I've discovered because I'm learning just like you. But here's what, what I've discovered. We listen to the voice that's talking the loudest. And so what happens is, is you believe what the crowd is saying about you. And the problem with believing what the crowd is saying about you is that sometimes you're not around the right crowd. And so you got around the wrong crowd saying the wrong thing, and you got enough of that in your mind, enough of that in your spirit to where you actually believe that you're never going to accomplish anything. Things spoken over you for years. They said it 25 years ago, and you still are replaying it in your mind, in your heart right now. If you want to change direction, you've got to change your audience. See, sometimes, and that's hard because sometimes we don't want to separate from things. But see, if something, am I helping anybody? If something is killing you, why keep doing it? And this is the problem because we don't place the value on ourselves that God places on us. You know, God will say, I love you too much to allow you to get hooked up with that. And so you wonder why you get in groups and the groups shun you and they push you away. Lord, why don't I have more friends? You ever say that? Why don't I have more people that love me? Because God was protecting you. And it didn't feel like protection. It felt like rejection. But sometimes he has to say, no, I've got to pull you away from this because if I don't pull you away from this, what you're trying to get in is going to contaminate what I'm trying to do. Hmm. All right, let's keep going. We're almost done. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us. In other words, there's people who've walked this thing before us. Hmm. Let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on me. No. Fixing our eyes on who? Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him 
who has endured, watch that word again, such hostility by sinners against himself so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Here's the principle I want to give you. This is a real principle of faith that I want you to leave with today. I'm not finished, but I want, if you don't take anything else, I want you to take this. We must always have something in front of us that is motivating us to endure the place we are in. And this is where most people give up, honestly, in their wilderness or in their, in their spiritual walk is they don't believe that it's going to get any better than it is right now. God, you don't have any, any, anything more for me. I made so many mistakes. I failed. I messed up. But the bottom line is, God, no, I put a picture in front of you of where I'm taking you. And I don't need you to keep your eyes on where you are or what you've done. I need you to get focused on where I'm taking you. And there's a difference because it's not that I'm better than you or you're better than me. It's a matter of focus. Of me saying, you know what, I'm enduring this whatever, this sickness right now, this, this pain right now, this struggle and relational struggle right now. But I'm believing you that there's something in front of me that's better than where I am right now. And if that is the case, I can keep on walking. We only stop walking when there's nothing to pursue. Mm. We only stop fighting when we don't believe there's anything to be won. Or worse, we fight where there's nothing to be won. I'll let y'all catch up with that one in a minute. How many know every, every fight is not your fight? And some of us get weary because we're fighting things that don't even belong to us. We can keep our eyes on our circumstances or we can keep our eyes on Christ. And this is where I said the problem is that we listen to the voice that talks the loudest. So here's the problem that we have with our circumstances. Our circumstances scream. You ever had some things in your life scream at you? Inside. And so you, you, you know what that looks like? You, you get around people and you're like, what are they so happy for? <laughs> Why are you always smiling? I'm going through. So, you ever been going through so much that everything gets on your nerves? Like everything. But God says, I don't want you to look at your circumstances. I want you to look at me. Because if you're focused on me, then you move in the direction I'm moving. And if you move in the direction that I'm moving, I'll move you away from what you're dealing with right now. But you say, you, you don't know what I'm going through, Pastor. You don't know what I'm dealing with. I don't, but I know what Jesus said. It said that he had to endure because there was joy set before him. So joy was in front of him so he can endure the cross that he was dealing with right then. What is in front of you? That's my challenge for you today. What is in front of you? Sometimes you got to dig deep and, and really begin to pray and say, God, what is it that you have for my life? What is it that you want me to have faith for and believe? Because let me tell you, the lies of this world, the lies that have been told by the people you've been around and all the negative people that you've been around will mess you up. And it will have you pursuing something that God never told you to go after. Oh, that's a whole nother message right there. And you end up frustrated because you're running somebody else's race in somebody else's shoes. And what God begins to do is he says, if you trust me, if you spend time with me, you know what I'll do? I'll begin to strip off what the world put on you. Some of you are heavy because you're carrying the world's expectations and not God's. He said, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So if you come to him and you take what he has for you, you can walk in peace. What is it that you need to lay down today? If our attention is on the wrong place, our energy will be depleted. You ever wonder, why am I so tired? Why, why, why am I... It seemed like I'm struggling so much and like every step is just so hard because maybe our attention is misplaced. Maybe we've spent so much time. And let me tell you, as a pastor, I don't have this perfect, but I can almost talk to most people and find out when they're kind of drifting away from what God has for them. How many of you know there's some things you can identify just from a conversation? 
If you want to know how to help somebody, don't, don't try to be deep. Sometimes just have a conversation with them. And you'll find out, hey, they just they need a little encouragement. Or they need, they need a little just somebody to let them know they can do it. They can make it a little further. How many of you wouldn't have given up on some things if somebody would have just said, yeah, you can do it? But all it takes is one person saying, I don't know how you're going to do that. You had so much expectation, so much faith, so much belief that God was going to do something through you or you were going to do something significant. And all it took was one person to say, you, you don't have what it takes. I refuse to be a church that is not honest about these things. Because what I was sharing, I can't remember where I was sharing. I think in our, our leadership meeting, I was sharing this. When we create a belief system that says you will never have a struggle, people walk away when they have their first struggle. But the truth is, is that you will have a struggle, but God in his grace and in his, his mercy doesn't always tell you what that's going to be. Because he wants the promise that he wants you to pursue to be so big in your mind that you trust him that you can endure the journey. You can endure it. And I want you, if you're not left with anything today, I want you to know that you can make it past where you are right now. That you can get past today. And you know what? You can get past tomorrow. And that you can keep on going. Say something with me. Say nothing, nothing. is too difficult for me. I outlast every challenge. I overcome every obstacle. I defeat every difficulty. I believe that God is writing a spectacular story in my life for his glory. See, you've got to believe those things. And you know, here's what I'm learning. The voice that you're going to believe the most, as many people as are talking to you and getting in your mind and getting in your heart, you know whose voice you're going to believe the most? Big secret. Huge. I'm a, I'm a Yours. At the end of the day, you don't trust anybody's voice more than you trust your own. Outside of God, somebody, somebody's going to say, well, he, you got to trust God. Yeah, I know that. I know that. But your voice, the one you hear every day, the one that talks to yourself every day, that's the voice you're going to believe. So now that's why we have to change what we're saying. Because other people can, can boost you. They can, they can do that and all that, and you'll believe it for a while. But until you start saying it. And so, and so you start saying, you know what? In Christ, I'm worth it. In Christ, I have value. In Christ, I have a future. In Christ, I have a hope. When you say that, it doesn't matter what anybody else says. And you can smile. Say, keep on walking. That's why this is important. I'm almost done. It's amazing. Jesus... When he was celebrated, he kept walking. He didn't bow to the people, what they were saying about him. Matter of fact, the Bible says this. It says that they were all praising him and all saying wonderful things about him. It says that he didn't commit himself to them because he already knew what was in them. And so that's what enabled him when they were hurling insults at him to keep walking. And when they were saying, he does all things well, he just kept walking. He wasn't moved by what people were saying. And God has put such a calling in your life, such an anointing in your life that he wants you to walk out by faith that you know what he's asking you to do? Keep on walking just like Jesus did. Walk through the sickness. Walk through the struggle. Walk through the, the self-doubt. And walk through the, the low self-esteem. And walk through the people criticizing you. Because as long as you keep on walking and don't quit, you've got to reach the place that he has for you. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has great reward. But you have need of what? Endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what is promised. And key, endurance is a key to the door of promise. And see, what the enemy will try to do is he'll try to convince you to throw away the very thing that you need to get what God has for you. Am I walking this by myself today? Maybe I'm the only one that was tempted to just say, God, you know what? I'm just throwing it away. 
in seasons in your life where it doesn't seem like it's working. I should, I should have somebody. I should have more friends by now. I should have a wife. I should have a husband. I should have this by now. I should be further along. And you know what those voices are trying to make you do? Throw away your confidence. And make you throw away your faith. But God says, no, I want your faith to rise today. I want your faith to be so fired up inside of you that when the, the, the enemy sees you and he runs another way. Endurance causes us to have the strength to properly carry the promises. That's why you walk through a struggle, because every promise is not easy to carry. How many of you know sometimes we want things that we are not ready for? Hmm. I want certain things, but I have to have certain issues worked out in my heart first. I have to be able to forgive and to love and to show compassion, but I'm not there yet. So the God says, you know what? I'm still going to do what I promised, but I need to build this in you first so that you can carry the promise. Faith is a battle. It is a battle for one simple reason, because the enemy does not want you to believe God. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying to you? This has happened since Genesis. Give me three minutes. I promise you I'm finished. Give me three minutes. Since the book of Genesis, the enemy's attack has always been the same. It has always been, I'm going to try to get you to believe that God did not say what he said. First thing he comes to him, did God say? God didn't say. And that's the same thing he comes to you. You come in, you sit down, you worship God, we praise God together, we preach, we get it in our hearts, and then when you leave, some of us, if you're honest, as soon as I get in the parking lot, well, I don't know if God really said. Right? But faith says, I know what I'm looking at, and I don't know how, but I do know God. So you don't, it's none of our business how God is going to do it. We just have to know who God is. And as long as I know who God is, what seems like an impossibility becomes possible. When you step into the presence of God, you step into a place where the impossible does not exist anymore. Oh, man, did y'all catch this like I'm catching it today? You stay, as soon as you step into the presence of God, everything that you believe could not happen, they said would not ever happen, becomes possible in God's presence. So we have to fight the good fight of faith and take hold of eternal life to which we're called. And we were made the good, and made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Now faith is the substance or the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. So faith always deals with what we cannot see. That's why it's faith. Faith enables me. Now, now watch this. Take a picture of this slide because I'm moving fast. Faith enables me to move from this is what I believe to this is what I know. Did anybody catch what I just said? Or I'm just preaching to myself, which is fine. I need to preach to myself. But, but faith enables me to move from I believe it to once it becomes, once it comes out of the supernatural into the natural, I no longer need to believe for it. Now it's knowledge. So I'm believing for my healing until it becomes knowledge. And so why is that important? Because when somebody comes to you, and they say, I'm trusting God for this. I'm praying for this. You don't go to them with what you believe. You go to them with what you know. Why did I have to walk through this? Because now what I did believe in the past, I do know now. And so I can watch what you're going through and say, you know what? I know what God will do because I've walked this. I've been through this. I've been sick with no hope. I've been in a place where a doctor told me it wasn't going to get any better. I've been looking for a job, and it seemed like everybody told me, you know, I'm not going to get one. I get turned down. I get the second interview. The third interview, I still get turned down. Uh, and I can come to you not with what I believe, but with the fact that I have walked this before. And I know that if you just keep filling out applications, keep trusting God, keep going, keep believing, eventually all those no's will be worth it for the yes that God has reserved for you. Here's where I want to close. This last verse, I want to close on this one. When evening came, they would go out of the city, and as they were passing by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered up from the roots. Being reminded, Peter said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you've cursed is withered. And Jesus answered, 
saying to them, have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast to the sea, say whoever. whoever. Now say I am whoever. I say I am whoever. <laughs> you see that? You see, that word whoever, when you see that in scripture, that takes out all, our, all that partiality in our minds. It's reserved for the pastor. It's reserved for this. The Bible says whoever. Hey, so sometimes you got to hear preaching and say, you know what? Don't wait for somebody to talk to you. Say, that's for me. I'm grabbing that. So now, truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted. Therefore, I say to you, all things which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them, and then it will be granted to you. When our faith is in the right place, we will see results. And see, this is what Jesus is teaching us. He's teaching us that the time of believing is not when we already have it. You with me? And stand to your feet if you, if you can. We're going to wrap this thing up. Close your eyes and just, I want you to kind of focus on what I'm saying on this point here. Jesus is teaching his disciples something. What I love about Jesus is that everything he did was kind of, he used things as a teaching moment. And, and what he would do is he would teach he would do, Jesus would do miracles in front of people, in front of multitudes, but he would teach his disciples. <laughs> That's another message. So everybody saw the miracle, but everybody didn't understand the message in the miracle. And so he walks by a fig tree the night before. And he says, let no fruit ever come from this again. And he doesn't wait to see what happens. He just keeps on walking. Then they come back by the same thing, and his disciples are surprised. They're like, how did it dry up so quickly? And he tells them, have faith in God. In other words, you've got to believe that when I say something, something, what I said will happen. And don't just stick around trying to figure it out. Understand the principle here. You believe when he speaks. And if, if we catch this as, as a church today, I'm telling you, we'll go to a whole new level. Because most of our faith, and I don't mean this critical, we all have been here. Most of, most of our believing is after we see. But at the beginning of the message, I told you Jesus is our perfect example. He said, don't bring any more fruit off this tree again and kept moving. But it was a teaching moment when he came back, when he came back by this tree. His disciples are shocked, as they usually were, <laughs> as we usually are. <laughs> Jesus, how did, it, how did it dry up so fast? Look, it's like, look, master, what you This is the equivalent. Look, Jesus, what you said happened. <laughs> oh, man, we can laugh at it because we do it. We, we, you know what? We get on the phone. We're like, you won't believe what God did. And you should. You should celebrate it. But you ever stop to realize Jesus wasn't surprised? He said, he said, you know what? It was a teaching moment. He said, have faith in God. I want you to believe. You, you guys are walking with me now, but you still don't believe. <laughs> I want you to believe that what I say is going to happen. Then he says, this is what I'm going to tell you, disciples. When you pray, when you are praying, when you are praying, I'm using it. I'm I want to teach you this. When you are praying, at the moment of praying, I want you to believe that what you are praying for, you have received. And when you do that, what you prayed for will happen. And what has discouraged many of us in our Christian walk is the fact that we've always been taught that when we pray, we'll see it right then. <laughs> or we'll see it tomorrow. Tomorrow. 
So I want to ask you, as, as we pray and we declare some things today, what is it that you gave up on? <laughs> what is it that you came in and you said, you know what, I'm, I'm right at the edge. And I'm ready to just give up on everything. You allow me to pastor you for about 30 seconds? Your smile can't hide everything. Because eventually what's in your heart is going to come out. And I don't mean this judgmentally. I mean it because, because the one thing I don't want to have is a church where we can't be. We can't come in hurting and get healing. And so we, we, do you realize that driving up in the parking lot and coming in and finding a seat, you, you've already taken a step towards victory? You didn't let the enemy keep you home? You don't have to hide from this pastor. You know what? I, I've, if you see me, and sometimes I seem to be just acting strange, don't, don't, don't. Don't worry about me. I, I just, I, you know what? I love God. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just, we're just going to be a church where I do what he says. And so if that means that I got to tell you about my struggle or tell, tell you about something stupid that, that I said or did, I'm going to be open with you because we all need to get healing. We all need to get free. And if you, if you don't think that you, what kind of sense would it make to go in a hospital and not tell them you're sick? Right? Why, why, why go to the doctor and then say, hey, I'm fine? No, I, I'm, I'm hurting and I don't know why. I, I've got pain here. Several years ago, I started having pain in my leg. I'm telling you this for a reason. Somebody needs to hear this. And it got increasingly more painful after, you know, days. And I'd be like, you know, it's all right. It's going to get better. You know how we do, right? I'm going to shake it off. I'll bang it. I'll do whatever. But swelling just kept getting bigger. Despite what I was saying, it was getting bigger to the point where I, I was in so much pain, I couldn't walk. Finally, I did what some of us just hate to do. I went to the doctor. Now, I've been dealing with this for, for probably two and a half weeks. He started to press around. He started to press around it. Some of y'all know where I'm going already. Because we get uncomfortable and it hurts when somebody starts poking around what's hurting. You get the right pastor, he's going to poke you where it hurts sometimes. You get the right, get around the right family sometimes. The very thing that needs to get healed, we don't want anybody touching. So I started to get upset with him. I'm like, I told you this was hurting. You just keep pressing, pressing, pressing. But finally he found, he said, you know what? You got a staph infection. And he took, I don't know what they call those things now. But in about 30 seconds, he had punctured one place. And everything that was infected started coming out. And the pain left. <laughs> and I could walk again. And so here's the invitation today. Everybody's, everybody's head bowed, every eyes closed. I've been in church long enough to know that when you say everybody's head bowed, sometimes people kind of peek. That's <laughs> all right. It's okay if you do that. But, but you, you came in. Here's the invitation. I'm not going to make anybody come up, so don't be afraid of that unless you just desire to, which is fine too. But you say, Pastor, and you just slip your hand up. and I'm, I'm, I should be the only one looking around. <laughs> I came in and I'm hurting. I have issues that I don't know how, how to deal with. I'm, I'm trying, but I'm hurting. Slip your hand up. I want to pray for you. I won't call your name out. I just want to pray. Believe God for you. Amen. I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. God bless you. I see you. I see you. All right. 
All right, you can put your hand down. Second group of people that I want to pray for. Physical sickness. Physical and emotional sickness. You have, in other words, you have physical sickness, emotional sickness, or you're connected to someone who does. And let me say this before you put your hand up. Here's what the enemy will tell you while I'm saying this. I've been prayed for before. I've heard it all before. I'm tired of putting my hand up. But I want you to give the enemy a black eye this morning and put your hand up anyway. Because when you put your hand up and say, you know what, I'm, I'm still struggling with this, that's an act of faith that God can, can uh, fact, faith and humility that God can deal with. So it's physical, emotional sickness of any kind. Boldly put your hand up. Nobody's looking around. And just receive. We're going to receive what God has for us today. Amen. Amen. God loves humility. He loves humility. Okay, I'm just trying to listen to God. So I, I thought this was two, but I got one more. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. He said, ask for those who are brokenhearted. <laughs> Don't even know what that means. But if you're brokenhearted, you've been, you've been, your heart is hurting. Last time, you're like, man, this is Simon Says. He keep asking me to lift our hand. You know, just one more time. My heart is hurting. Just, just hand up. Quickly. Wow. Hmm. Here's what I'm going to do. Just, you can put your hands down. I'm going to pray over all of those things now and just stay standing and receive what he has for you. After I'm done, our prayer team is up. Sometimes you just need a personal, you know, you need someone to agree with you in, in prayer. So I want you to take advantage of our prayer team. They'll pray with you individually. Um, I'm going to pray a general prayer now over all of you. And, and then they'll be available to serve you in that way. You, you can give them as many specifics or none. It's up to you. But they'll pray with you humbly and believe God for a miracle. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now. You have all power in your hands. Nothing is too difficult for you. And Lord, I lift up the brokenhearted today. Your word says out of the heart are the issues of life. And so I ask you to go to the very deepest places of your people's hearts and begin to bring healing. Allow them to release those who have, they've been in emotional bondage to. feeling that they have to please them. They always have to do this right or that right in order to be accepted by someone you don't even want in their life. Bring healing. Let them know it wasn't them. It wasn't, it wasn't them. They, did, they didn't do anything wrong. And bring the healing. Lord, those who are dealing with physical and emotional sickness, we come against the spirit of infirmity right now. And we render it powerless in the lives of your people. I command every count to come into alignment with the way you design their bodies. In the name of Jesus. Every bone to come into perfect alignment with the way you originally designed it. I speak divine health over your people right now. I believe that as they leave, even today, they'll begin to feel better. They'll begin to test that thing out and begin to feel better. In the name of Jesus, I pray over every doctor's appointment this week that you'll confuse the doctors, that they'll sit there and they'll look at their charts and they'll look at things and they'll begin to see things that they cannot explain. I don't know how. This, is, this could only be a miracle. And that those who experienced the miracle would simply say, you know what, my God is able. And that those doctors would cry out, what must I do to be saved? I pray for those who are having relational issues and relational struggles. That you bring peace to their body, peace to their minds. Help them navigate those in the name of Jesus. Those who are having issues with provision and just trusting you to do certain things. Lord, bring us to a place where we can fully obey you and believe that you're able to provide every need according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus.
those who have contemplated that this should be it, that I can't, I can't take being in this world anymore and I'm ready to go. I remind them that their time is not up yet. You still have purpose over their life. So I command that spirit of depression and the root that's causing it to go in the name of Jesus. And now if there's anyone in here who's never been saved, you know, we, don't, we don't make you come up to the front of the church. You just, I just want to know who you are. You, you've never made a decision to follow Jesus or, or you did, but you, you walked away. You, you, you maybe fell off. The things came up in your life where you just weren't as committed. That's you. Just lift your hand up. We're not going to embarrass you. I just want to pray again for you. Amen. I want you to do one more thing for me. When some, if you'll come up, come on up here with me. Stretch your hands towards this amazing woman. She's been with us um, since we began here, and she's moving. I told her I'm going to chain you <laughs> to this, um, but she's leaving, and we just want to pray for her, pray blessings of God over her life. Prayer team, if y'all lay hands on her. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up this amazing woman. I pray that you bless her from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. That she walk the walk that, that she's going and the journey that she's going, that she would walk with faith and full provision. That she would be clothed with your favor. Lord, that she would bring blessing to the place that she's going, blessing to the home that she's going to. Lord, that when she arrives there, she would immediately begin to see the blessings of God pour out in her life. And not only for her, that they would overflow that she would radiate your favor, <laughs> that she would radiate the blessing of God upon her life. I speak to her body. I command her to walk in divine health in the mighty name of Jesus. Every attack of the enemy, cease and stop in Jesus' name. Any attack of the mind, stop in Jesus' name. As she walks this walk by faith, that you provide fully for everything that she needs over and above. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can we put our hands together for Jesus today? Thank you so much for being with us. We went a little bit longer than we usually do, but y'all still getting out before noon, so come back. <laughs> um, Father, we thank you for everybody here. And we ask that the blessing of God would be upon their week, that they would leave with safety, that they would be clothed with your favor. The blessings of God would be upon them. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week.